Welcome to the CEO of Destiny podcast, where you will find the tools to fulfill the purpose of your generation and wildly succeed in the marketplace. And now your host, Andre J. Benjamin. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to CEO of Destiny podcast. This is your host, Andre J. Benjamin. Excited to have you here in this new episode. What an awesome, amazing opportunity to come before you and to be able to share out of the good principles that have been transformative not only in my life but in the lives of many others. And today I wanted to follow up in another episode talking about how to invest in yourself because when you invest in yourself, you're able to release your God-given gift. Uh, So many people, as we talked about in the previous episode, have struggled in regards to identifying how they can bring value to the planet, how they can contribute, how they can stand out and be set apart. Well, one of the key things to do is the rediscovery of your gift. Because when you rediscover your gift, your God-given gift of why he put you here, that is literally your secret sauce. That is your unique uh, uh, perspective, your unique outlook, your unique gift set, your gift cluster, your anointing, your grace, the assignment, the very perspective of how you look, your how you see it is different and God wants that on the planet. So you are worth what you are valued. So if we become more valuable and rare, then the more uh, skillful we become, the more uh, uh, honed in and and uh, focused we become, the more narrow we are at solving specific problems, the more aware that we are. I even heard one of the great uh, business philosophers who really impacted me was the great late Jim Rohn. And Jim Rohn said that general education can make you uh, get you a job and make you a living, but self-education will make you a fortune, meaning that if you get an understanding of who it is that God's made you to be, you really unlock a whole new realm and dimension. So discover your gift, rediscover your gift, refine your gift and become skillful. Work and work and work. Become uncommon, unusually excellent. Put that fine finishing touch on it. Make yourself stand out from the rest. Stand above mediocre. Uh, Really have an uh, uh, attitude of offense towards mediocrity. Refuse to be mediocre. Refuse to be average. Refuse to be normal. You should shun the normal. Your norm should be excellence. My norm should be excellence. I should say that I want, and just like Daniel and his companions. Now, Daniel and his companions had an excellent spirit. What does it mean to have an excellent spirit? Excellent has nothing to do with perfect. It has to do bringing it up to the highest quality of performance, highest quality of output, of value with when you when you take something. So your point of difference is the key to God's favor being activated in your life. So the Bible says that and Jesus continued to grow Luke 2:52 in wisdom and in stature and in favor with both God and men. Well, if we look at the previous verses, it, his parents had lost track of him because the, he, they traveled in caravans, they traveled with large companies to go up to the feast annually and celebrate. So in this celebratory time, they thought he was amongst the relatives, but he wasn't amongst the relatives. He actually went and they found him in the temple and when they found him, he said, didn't you know that I'd be about my father's business? Now it says from that time forward, he went with his parents and submitted himself under under their authority. So that's powerful because that's 18 years where the only testimony that he gives about him is that he was basically, according to Isaiah 1, 
19, he was willing and obedient. He submitted to his parents' authority. That same uh, verbiage is used also when it talks about Samuel as a child growing up amongst Eli uh, and, and serving in Eli's house as his parents had donated him and gave him to the father. They said that he would be raised in the house of the Lord under a priest, under the high priest. So Samuel had the same words about he growing in a, in a favor, in a wisdom, in a stature. So Jesus grew in his personal wisdom. He grew in his physical stature and he had favor as a result with both God, our, who is our heavenly father, and, and man, humanity, all of the rest of us. What a powerful testimony. So your point of difference activates your favor. His point of difference was that he was submitted for 18 years under his parents' authority and he served in the family business. He was the carpenter's stepson and he worked with the carpenter and he was serving the father, the heavenly father, by doing that. And then he walked in that obedience. He walked in that clarity. What about you? Are you submitted under the present authority that's in your life? The, the God-given instituted authority. Back to your parents. Is there offense? Is there a way that we can rid ourselves of the offense? Can we forgive our parents? Our parents, for the most part, of I can't speak to your situation because I'm not in your situation. But I can say in principle that most of our parents did the best that they could do with what they had. Some of them grew up from very skewed perspectives and challenges and, and they overcame obstacles and some of them came from loving households but still made their own mistakes. Parents need grace too. Parents need mercy too. The same way that we expect for them to be merciful on our behalf, we should be merciful. And to whom much is given, uh, much is required. And also who was forgiven much should forgive much. If we were forgiven of much, as we were by knowing we were formerly of a lifestyle of degradation and shame, but the Lord called us out. So your point of difference is the key to your favor activation. Can you renounce unforgiveness in your heart towards a parent or a family member? Uh, your mother, your father, your step-parents, your grandparents, your aunt, your uncle, whoever was your guardian that raised you up. Can you forgive them? Is it a bottleneck and a constraint for your personal business, for the prosperity of you individually? Are you being hindered by holding back your heart from others because you have such walls and it's became calloused in areas. So how can we invest in our gift? We can invest in our gift by once we get a, a clarity on what our gift is, we can go and refine it by putting ourselves in atmospheres where we can use our gift. Where can you serve your gift to others for free? Where could you go and volunteer somewhere? Where could you go and make your services known? Where could you go and avail yourself of others to help them reach their goals? If you would invest in relationships and associations that refine your gift, if you learn to specialize on how to direct your gift in a clear way that would bring value for others. See, what lies within you is more valuable than what's ahead of you. A lot of us believe that our future is trapped or, or is outside of us, because that's what we're taught. We're taught that, you know, hey, come take this career survey and this assessment and, you know, look at this and Myers-Briggs. And I mean, thank God for these different types of tests, but they're limited because every single one of us was made unique. Really, your, your rarity is what makes you unique and you have a unique DNA. You have a unique fingerprint, footprint, voice print. Come on. You were activated by God with your DNA that is specific and set apart. You have a signature sound. You have different abilities, different things that stir your heart. So what lies within you is more valuable than what's ahead of you. That's why the Bible says the heart of a man is deep waters and the man of understanding draws it out. So don't be an ordinary person if, in your field. 
We talked about if you were an attorney, be an exceptional attorney, be a, a virtual reality attorney. I mean, come on, the augmented reality or for uh, with manufacturing, with the 3D printing and the robotics or the artificial intelligence. How can you start to uh, anticipate the laws that are going to be on the books and the things that will come up in a litigious society? How can you anticipate and provide value for others? People with the uh, getting opportunities to use this uh, different currency that I'm hearing of or that you read articles about. There was a TV show on that talked about the different cryptocurrencies or the you know blockchain or Bitcoin or things of that nature. How do we protect or how do we deal in these situations so that people can have representation? What don't be ordinary. Be extraordinary. Our job is to refine our gift. Our job is to continually make it better. Uh, there will be people that will pay you, that will offer you resources because you solve their problems. They're, they're, where they're scratching, you come and you scratch that itch. We, we won't become uh, fulfilled and we won't find the independence that we want through having someone just give us a job. And that's why some of you who are listening might be stuck in a cubicle or might be stuck in a position that you're not really feeling. You're not excited about it. It's draining you. You get up every day and you loathe getting out of bed and getting to your destination. You might be fighting through the, the feelings of insignificance and not feeling fulfilled or God never designed you to just survive from your job. God never defined you and he did, never designed you by uh, the the pay wage that you were being earned, that you were earning. You know, um, Jim Rohn also said that, he said that profits are better than wages. And I thought that was powerful. It was life's transformative for me that how could I become profitable? How could I create something that would bring me a profit rather than just a wage? So employment prepares us to be deployed and released. Deployed and released. God wants that maturity to come forth. Your stepping stone is your job. Your job, that, as they say, say, is just over broke. That's the acronym. It's just over broke, giving us enough so that we don't quit, but not enough that we become financially independent. So how do we become a steward with the resources we have and reinvest those profits, so that those wages, so that we can make a profit? How do you take the wages that you're earning and turn it into a profit? So God does not want you to look to your school education or your schooling to make room for you. But the Bible says that your gift will make room for you. And that's how we have to really set ourselves apart and really begin to tear through all the noise. There's so much noise that comes at us that tells us to just focus on being like everybody else, looking at all the reports, reading the same books. And most people don't read in the first place. But if you do read, is it just junk food? Is it mental junk food? Is it stuff that is distracting you and causing for you to not actually get ahead in what it is you're called to do? I love biographies as I've shared on uh, one of the other podcasts because biographies give us the language of the overcomer. They allow you to see people who have achieved tremendous in tremendous areas. These people, it took them 30, 40, 50 years, some 60, some 70 years to get where they got to achieve what they achieved. And they sit down and they pour out their heart and in a few hours, you can get information and take some of those shortcuts to the problems that they have had because they give you direct access into their heart and their mind. So for this episode, I really wanted to help again with the 
with the definition of how to invest in ourselves. As Warren Buffett, one of the planet's greatest known investors, said that the greatest investment you can make is in yourself. So how can I invest in myself? Well, I invest in myself by rediscovering my gift. I uh, invest in myself by uh, refining my gift, taking classes, taking courses, being around others, being a part of groups where people put a demand on me, being a part of people that are smarter than me, reading, studying, cultivating, developing, serving my gift with others, seeing how I can become better, seeing how I can exercise, see how I can uh, utilize the talent and the ability that's within me by giving God glory with it. And this is what I'm challenging all the listeners to do. Let's come together. Let's link shields. Let's figure out best practices. Let's see where the Father's at work and let's join him. And let's see people come to know the Father through our hearts of service. Let's reinvest the wages that have been earned in some of our jobs, as some of you might have a job, and turn them into profits. I thank God for knowing that he is my source. And I'm encouraging you once again to lean on him as your source. Don't worry about a mortgage payment or a car payment or medical bills or different bills that have been accumulated, student loans. Look at how can I steward these? How can I get a payment plan? But how can I create a profitable enterprise that will help me to utilize and fulfill my God-given destiny and potential? So signing off for this episode, uh, leave us feedback. Go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. Do do us a favor. Go ahead and subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes so that we can continue to get the word out and climb the charts and let people know that we're out there. So I thank God for you and I pray that you be blessed and have a great week. Go to the website ceoofdestiny.com and until next time, may God bless you and keep you. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Do us a favor. If this was useful in any way for you, please go to iTunes and leave us a review. Reviews will allow others to easily discover the podcast. If you'd like more information and to receive a free download, rediscover your destiny, go to ceoofdestiny.com. Thanks again and tune in next time.